Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. When they write my story, they're gonna say that I did it for the glory. Hey, welcome to another episode of Sanctuary with Sweet Truth. Uh, Ellie's listening uh, uh, to us and uh, got Billy D's with me as my co-host. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic and hello, Ellie. Glad you're with us. I uh, just wanted to make mention, uh, I'm glad we're having a party at your house tomorrow night for 420. <laughs> for 420. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't much happening here, man. No, I'm in regard nothing, to 420. Oh, nothing here either, really. To be honest, with you. <laughs> I ain't doing squat. I ain't doing nothing except chilling. I'm off work. That's about it. Probably my last off day, possibly. I think till I go out of town. So. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I th- but Thursday, it's a good deal. I think Thursday's gonna be my last day, and then my vacation. I'll start it up on Friday of next week, and then I won't go nowhere until Wednesday. So I got a few days off where I don't have to do squat. No, cool. So, except you know, working on this kind of stuff, right? I, I don't consider that work, but not in my mind anyway. But well, that's a good attitude, I guess. Yeah, I wanted to make mention real quick of the Cavs. They uh, tied up the series last night, uh, one apiece, barely, but they tied it up. Uh, do you think they're going to go all the way? Or are you? St- no, I don't either. I don't either. I don't think they're going to win a national championship this year. I don't think they got the same team. They're not even they're not even jailed as well as the year that was when they won the championship. Really, to be honest with you, uh, it doesn't seem like they worked that well, as well together as they did the year they won a championship. Yeah, well, the whole team is basically basically new. Yeah, you know, so um, not the whole team, but you know what I mean—a significant number of them. So uh, that's part of it. Uh, there's a lot of speculation about. 
what LeBron's intentions are going to be after the end of the season, that's probably not helping. I'm not sure him and that owner ever got along. No. And uh, so we'll just have to find out. But quite frankly, I, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if they don't get past the first round. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this one. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. That's how I feel. I mean, like I said, they won last night, but it was just barely. I think it was 197, three points. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't no blowout by no means. So, yeah, I don't see – I don't – I mean, I know there's a lot of people up here that think they're going to go all the way, but everybody thinks that of their own team when they're living in the city. But I, I'm not from here, so I think outside the box. So, I mean – uh, if oh, seen- you even well. I'm a, I'm a Cavs fan, but I'm also a realist, right? And uh, the dynamics of uh, last night, you had LeBron do the majority of the work, and you can't you can't just have one guy. He can't do doing that all every the night. Stuff. He can't no. do that every night because look at the first game, he wasn't able to do it all. So it's not going to happen every night. I don't care who you are. Well, he, he, he the first quarter, none of them did that much uh, on the game they lost. Right, right. And, uh, of course, um, he really came at it hard the uh, first quarter of the second game. And and Kevin Love, I, I do believe that he is somewhat underrated. Like Shaq says, he's kind of like the scapegoat of the team. However, however, with that being said, uh, he can get cold at the worst damn times. Oh, yeah. And uh, the rest of them really don't have a reliable 20-point average. You know, a few of them hit that mark once in a while, but uh, they don't really don't have a big offensive guy once you get past LeBron and uh, Kevin Love. And uh, defensively, all of them are, uh, can get really cold, too. You know, but the whole team can stand around and watch somebody shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I just don't... Uh, uh, I, I just don't see them see them getting past beating uh, some of the better teams four times. I, I just don't. Uh, no, nah, Golden State, they definitely. If, if even if they made it to the national championship, which Golden State, I think is probably going to go for the West again. And uh, just quite frankly, I mean, I just think they're that good. And uh, I don't think even if by some miracle they make it to the final, they ain't going to get past Golden State. Golden State will probably sweep them. That's just that's just my view, but uh, Golden State's just that good. I don't think I don't think anybody's going to. There, there's wrong. another there's another team out west that's actually got a better record than they do. I forget who Oklahoma, it is. Is it Oklahoma? It's somebody like that. I think it may be Oklahoma. Yeah, but anyway, like I said, I, I'm not even sure they're going to get out of the East. So no, I don't know exactly what you're talking about there, Eagle Scott. He asked me, "What do you think about the three enlisters with the sock puppets?" Have you heard anything about that? I don't know the details of it, but from what I understand, I'm I, I'm I'm going to say it was the National Guard. They they had uh, some kind of a a, a a mock swearing in or enrollment or something like that, and they used these puppets. And uh, I guess the commanding officer didn't find it humorous. Now I, I don't know the details of this. I don't understand what the controversy was, but I believe that's what he's talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, it would depend on the way it was done and what taste it was done in. Because if you're going to be a marine, if you're going to be in the service, you have to have some kind of dignity. So, like I said, I don't know exactly how it was done. You know, in what, in right. what fashion it yeah, was done in. Exactly. Sure. You, can't, you know, if you can't be, if you're going to be in the military, you can't like like an ass. That's just a simple fact of it. I mean. 
Right, like I said, so I don't know. I have, this is the first I heard of it. What you told me was more than I already knew. So, so, so I don't know exactly the stipulations behind it. If it, but if it was something that was, you know, derogatory or however the case may have been, I'd have to look into it more. Yeah, and, yeah. It, then no, I, I disagree with it because I mean, if you're going to go in the military, I'm not going to join the military because I'm not a military man. But if I'm going to step up and join the military, I'm going to go by their rules because I'm in their place. Right, right. I get that's you. Just, that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. If you don't want to do it, don't fucking join. That's how, I mean, don't go just to get your damn degree like a lot of people do. If you go to join and you mean what you're doing, do it to mean it. Don't just do it because you just want to do something, you know, travel the world or some shit. That's not what you join the military for. Right. Gotcha. That's what they try to make it out, though. You watch, And, and, I, and this is their fault. I've seen some of these military commercials. They'll be like, join, you know, come join, recruit with us. You can see the world and all this. Like it's a damn vacation trip, man. I'm like, look, dude, <laughs> you know, if you're outside overseas in the desert, they ain't seen a lot of world they want to see. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee there's a lot of soldiers in Syria right now that'd love to come home. They ain't worried about seeing the world. They've probably seen enough of it. So yeah, <laughs> they make it out like it's a damn uh, Caribbean cruise. Uh, we didn't. We know we made this point Tuesday, and it's kind of a little bit old news, but we haven't said it on here. And I just want to make reference that Barbara Bush did pass away. For those of you, I'm sure you probably know by now, but just wanted to make a comment on that because we hadn't said it on here yet. Uh, right. One thing I did want to mention, I know you're not a wrestling fan, and those of you that aren't, but Bruno San Martino did die. If you don't know who that was, he was a huge wrestler back in probably, I'd say, the 60s or whatever. He sold out. Yeah, I was going to say, he's really old school. Yeah, yeah, he sold out Madison Square Garden 18 times. Wow. So, yeah, he was a uh, big-time wrestler. 82 years old, he passed away. So, I just wanted to make mention to him. He changed the game a lot for that era. I mean, he wouldn't be right. a, he wouldn't be a fit for today, but for that era, he changed the he changed the game a lot. And the only other thing I want to get to before we get into some other stuff is I want to mention the Cleveland Browns. If you heard what they're about to thinking about doing with the draft this year, I have no idea. We talked about this when during the early last season when their season was shit, and we talked about it in the off season. You ain't gonna believe what these bastards are talking about doing. In the first round, they're talking about drafting two. Guess what? quarterbacks you got it brother yeah they're gonna draft two damn quarterbacks they are gonna be shit they'll be lucky if they win two games next year yeah i mean i mean how does people get behind these when they're not even trying to help i mean i'm not saying maybe they need something i don't know as a quarterback but it's not the only position on the team yeah, I don't understand um, a lot of the pundits. I've said, oh, we needed a quarterback. Oh, we need-. The quarterbacks have been ca- getting carried off in stretchers. <laughs> I don't care who you have back there. Okay? Uh, you have to have a running game. You have to have an offensive line. Right. You have to have receivers that can get open and catch the ball. I mean, I, I don't keep, you know, yes, the quarterback is important. Okay, but it, I always make the analogy that it's 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 very much like being president of the United States. The president gets way too much credit when things go well, and he gets too much blame when things go bad. And 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 a quarterback is exactly the same way. Oh yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, you, you that team doesn't have anything. They don't have a running game. They don't have receivers. They don't have a reliable uh, line. They don't have anything. Yeah, if you so put... You, if you'd have put Tom Brady last year on the Cleveland Browns team, I don't doubt they would have. They probably wouldn't have had zero wins. But I don't think they'd have been going to the playoffs either. No. Because if you don't have a line to protect you, he's going to get sacked. He could have got hurt during the season, like you said, carried off on a stretcher. And uh, if you don't have any receivers to catch the ball, because everything they had hitting their hands was falling right back out. Yep. So – that's not the answer. Is not just a quarterback. So yeah, I mean, yeah. me, I uh, would work. I would work on uh, receivers and offensive line would be my biggest key on that team right now. NFL novices, people that really don't understand the game, when when you consistently have a quarterback getting sacked, it means a couple of a couple of things. One of them, obviously, is the line has a problem. You can't have a quarterback even hand the ball off if the minute he gets the ball from the center, he gets hit. You can't. You, you can't. No. But oftentimes what happens when a quarterback is getting sacked isn't so much that the line isn't doing their job, but it's it's the fact that the receivers can't get open. Right. Okay. And he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to, and you can't expect the line to hold everybody off forever. Nope. So they have both of those things going on. I'll tell you how fundamentally this is true, and not trying to get into a video thing, video game thing, but I play Madden. And it's so, okay. fu- it's so fundamentally true that if you've got a team and you're playing with a team that has a sorry offensive line, your ass is going to, you're, you're throwing the ball about every three seconds hoping your ass don't get sacked because they're coming after you that bad. Yeah. And if you've got a consistent offensive line with 80s and, you know, I know y'all don't understand that, but 80 ratings or whatever on the team, you'll, you, you'll have a lot better chance of being able to complete a pass because yeah. you have time in the pocket. But if you have no time in the pocket, man, you're not going to be able to throw the ball. And not only is the offensive line good for the quarterback, but like you said, it's good for the running game. Offensive yeah. line has to make holes. Yep. If they're not, and if you can't be, you can't be one dimensional in football. You can't be no. all passing. You can't be all rushing because if the defense isn't stupid, they're going to figure it out. Yep. So, uh, oh. yeah, I think, yeah. If you have a good running game, it makes your quarterback better because the defense has to be prepared for a fake or you know, had to get the ball handed off at the last minute or whatever. But when they know you can't run, they're just they're just going to they're just going to hold the linebackers there and just either either blitz you at key times or just cover everybody. Go man to man, right? You know, and and uh, so it's yeah. You gotta have you gotta have both, and one feeds the other. You know, and, and here again, you have a strong passing game. It makes it easier on the runners because the defense doesn't know what's coming. So, right. well, I did want to clarify this because uh, he did let me know. He said it was just a sock puppet next to their face, mouthing the pledge. And the person, oh, okay. the person giving the pledge was smiling. No disrespect intended, just being lighthearted. It was recorded on a cell phone put online. The military higher up got bent out of shape. He said, and this is a good point. He said, I mean, after all, they're reenlisting. I don't, he said, I don't, he said, I think, he says, I think they're serious, you know, about being in the service. So there yeah. was a, it was a reenlist, not an enlist. So, okay. So, yeah, it, it could have been just some guys having some fun, you know, nothing intended by it. And maybe, you know, somebody did get their nose bent out of shape. It ain't hard to do. And so in this, in this world today, it sure as hell ain't hard to do. Uh, 
do want to make mention of the Southwest Airlines. Uh, I'm sure you heard about that story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible story. I, but I do want the lady was getting sucked out the window and the firefighter tried to save her life. I did get her back in, but unfortunately, she did end up passing away. But uh, I have to say that firefighter, when I saw his interview, is an A1 class act. Oh, absolutely. Because well, not only did he, when he was in the interview, was talking about what all happened, he did, or, or not what all happened, but he was telling a little bit about it, but he said, I'm not going to go into all details out of respect for the family. You know? Right. And, and I'm like, damn, man, that's awesome. Not to mention the Navy pilot that flew the plane and landed it, it was top notch. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know what's up with Southwest Airlines. That's like what number three or so they've had in the last i don't know how many it had been that often i mean that long they've had a few incidents yeah i would like to know how old their fleet is that probably has a lot to do with it that right. this sounds like metal fatigue right. so i told yeah. i told christina last night if we fly anywhere don't put no damn southwest airlines i ain't flying with them i don't care if i got them 10 bucks a seat my life's worth a little more than ten dollars i hope <laughs> yeah i i don't uh as bad as this as these incidents are uh, you still have to keep in mind that, by and large, the the standards that those planes are are kept to are universal. And I don't know that uh, uh, you know there's going to be a whole lot of difference in terms of one jet passing an inspection versus another, making it one you know one safe and another one not. Um, you know, you could when it comes to age of airplanes. The, the problem is is metal fatigue. And metal fatigue can be very hard to uh, diagnose. Mm. Uh, there's a process by which they run uh, current through the plane and x-ray it. Because, I mean, a crack is obvious, but metal fatigue sometimes isn't always that obvious. So after a, a plane has so much time on it, um, sometimes they look at reinforcing certain areas and doing other things. But the general rule of thumb is to, you know, get a younger fleet. Yeah. So the, the, you know, that isn't always 100 percent either. There's, there's a lot of times a new plane can have an un, uh, has, has a defect that you don't know about. Um, so it, it really is just a matter of. Of, of the odds being in your favor anytime you're on a plane. Well, don't you think I should have a rule, like when the plane reaches a certain age, they replace it? That wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. A yeah. lot of times it happens, a lot of these smaller characters, uh, now Southwest is not a small character uh, carrier per se, but uh, a lot of times these smaller uh, carriers, that's what they do is they buy older planes and, you know, uh, you know, uh, overhaul them a little bit. And uh, because a, a new jet is extraordinarily expensive. Oh, yeah. No doubt. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and, you know, you get into problems with that, too. It's not only metal fatigue, but the technology on them and everything is not, you know, what the newer ones are. So. Yeah, I would say that's a good idea, but overall, the safety record of the American uh, airways is very, very good. Oh, yeah, your chances of getting in a car accident are far higher than being in an airplane crash. When you consider that the commercial airlines move the the equivalent of the entire population of the United States around the world many, many times before there's a single fatality, there is no way, no way you could say that about the highway system. Absolutely no way. Hmm. No, of course not. Heck, you can't. Even, they can't even keep the roads safe. Yeah. I mean, the, just the roads themselves suck. 
the infrastructure we're having in the United States right now and everything. So, I mean, not, let alone the people driving the cars and the hustle and bustle we got going on, just the roads themselves. I mean, I'm hitting potholes up here like crazy every three minutes because <laughs> I got to I gotta say, with the odds being as extraordinary as they are, I, I really feel bad for the family of that woman. Um, here again, I don't want to speculate on this, but uh, my guess is when they pull her back through that window, she wasn't in too good a shape. Oh no, that couldn't have been. I mean, what little air was that is out there is going by at five or six hundred miles an hour, right. and uh, um, the odds of that happening. How could you even begin to cope with a family member having something that bizarre happen to them? I mean that. Mm. Uh, that I really feel bad for them about. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Man, I, my, yeah. my heart goes out to them because I'd hate to. And I know the fireman did all he could do. And it ain't a whole lot you can do in a situation like that except do what he did. And yeah. uh, it's a wonder that she didn't get sucked out the window, just to be honest, completely at that speed. It depends on what altitude they were at. Oh, okay. How much of a, How much pressure was in the plane versus out? That's true. When, when you have a, a depressurization happen at high altitude, yeah, it's really bad. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just like letting the air out of a balloon. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you, I don't know how high they were when that happened. Um, now, this sounds like a uh, being a turbine engine that uh, one of the blades came loose and, and severed, you know, as it flew, just like shooting shrapnel, a shrapnel through the plane. And it hit that window and blew the window out. So that's what it sounds like happened to me. Turbines are very dangerous when they come apart. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, I saw the picture of the turbine when it was out. I saw that today. They show, or it was a, yeah, it was a picture. It wasn't a video, but I saw a photo, and it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, all to pieces. But uh, it's a shame. But uh, I agree with you, though. Overall, I mean. Airline, I mean, is safe. I, I'm not a big lover of riding on a plane on it because I'm not in control of it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I can't stand flying. I hate turbulence. Like I said on the freak show, you was talking about going to outer space. I said, man, I don't even think I could do it because I don't even like riding on a plane with a little bit of turbulence, much less having a <laughs> rocket strapped to my ass. I yeah. Just, I, I couldn't imagine what that would feel like going into space. I'd have to be like out. Oh, yeah, Elon Musk, I believe, says he's going he's gonna to do it. He's going to be one of the first... Uh... Well, he ought to. If you, I'm going to be the one to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the the guy that owns Virgin Atlantic, he made that comment, too. So uh, I, can't, I forget his name. Uh, yeah. He, uh, if I was the one paying for all that and I Francis. had a sincere interest in it, yeah, I yeah. would make sure I'd be one of the first ones, which is good because it shows that if it screws up, he might be one of the first. Yeah, well, yeah, it shows that he has confidence in it. That's it's, that's yeah. what the whole thing is. Yeah. Haley said, "If God wanted us to fly, we would have been born with wings. I'm never going on a plane." <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, there's a psychological thing that that's involved in that. It's called familiarity. And uh, when you're in your car, you're familiar with it. So it gives you a sense of security. You know, um, most of us don't fly in a plane two or three times a day. No. So when you're in a plane, you're and you know, maybe you're on vacation or something like that. And it's been a couple of years since you've been on a plane, what have you. So you're not familiar with it. And you're in an environment that you're not used to. So you have a tendency to feel uncomfortable. 
But like I said, every statistic in the world just tells you that the, the most dangerous part of any flight is your drive to the airport. That's not a joke. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That is. <clears throat> I mean, I've only flown from here to Atlanta, back and forth. That's the only that's thing I've ever. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, sometimes it's less than an hour and a half, depending mm-hmm. on if you catch well, what tailwind you catch. But uh, I couldn't imagine. I would do it. I can't say I wouldn't do it because I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Greece. There's some places I really desire I'd like to go to. So if I had the chance, yes, I would go. But just flying over water, boy, scares me to death. <laughs> flying, <laughs> leaving the continental United States and knowing for miles I ain't going to have nothing under me but water. Skills, yeah. It scares me to death. But uh, it is scary. My grandmother was They don't too so often crash in the ocean. No, uh, my grandmother was on one when the uh, fuel ran out. She had to go back, or one of the engines messed up, or something like that. Now she was oh, yeah. all right, mm-hmm. but, but it just had took off, and she had to go back down. So it had to be an engine problem, not be not fuel. But yeah. they had to, they had to go right back down. But she was okay. But it scared her sister so bad that she never wanted to get back on one. Yeah, there's been a couple. There was that uh, one in the uh, what was it? The Philippines or, or uh, one of those one of those ones completely disappeared. That's very unusual. Um, and, uh, usually, uh, at, when you're at cruising altitude, nothing's going to happen to the plane. Now there's exceptions, of course, but the most dangerous time of any flight is either taking off or landing. You're, something's going to happen. It's usually within like five or 10 miles of the airport. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Takeoff. It took the first, the takeoff doesn't bother me now so much, but when I first time I ever flew, the takeoff really freaked me out. Because it was like I was leaning back, you know, and the other thing, you're like, whoa, kind of freaked me out a little bit. I had a real hard landing in uh, Las Vegas a number of years ago. Mm. Um, and uh, if you've never been to Vegas before, um, a lot of bad things can happen when, when moisture falls through hot air. Okay. Um, and uh, that, that can cause real sudden problems when you're heading towards the ground. Mm. And uh, that happened. And uh, we were coming down, and I'm not sure how high above the runway we were, but the plane just dropped. I mean, and and the wheels hit. And I remember, and and the plane wasn't completely straight either. It dropped and kind of turned sideways. So when the rear uh, wheels hit, they were cockeyed. And when that plane hit, I went sideways out of my chair right over the, uh, you know, where you put the armrest, right in (laughs) over into the aisle and uh, everybody you know (laughs) fell over and everybody was strapped in of course but that was a hard landing and then when it straightened out it you know it shook everybody was right the plane was rattling for about you know i don't know 10 15 seconds before it straightened out Ooh, man i'd have shit my pants probably (laughs) i ain't gonna lie to you i'd be freaking now they're designed for that Okay, I mean that's what people don't understand when 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 you when you're in a plane and you, and you're having turbulence or whatever and you look out the window and you see that wing going up and down and oh my god it's it's designed to do that okay it, it's not it's designed not to be in a fixed position it's designed to be flexible okay yeah so I mean you know you're within the tolerance of what the plane is designed to do but it is it does shake you up there's no question. I know the first time I got on one and said I have anxiety to begin with, and the very first time I ever flew, they thought they was going to stick me in the back coach yeah. and very back with no window. And I told that stewardess, I said, hell no, this ain't going to work. 
I said, there ain't no way in hell I'm going to be able to make this flight like this. I said, I can't see nothing. And she worked it out, and I got a window seat. Because I said, there wasn't no way in hell. I was already starting to have a panic attack, and the damn engine ain't even been started. <laughs> I said, there ain't no way in hell. I said, yeah. I, I mean, me back here in the very back looking around, can't see nothing. Uh-uh. That would, I couldn't handle that. I always make sure I have a window seat if I ever get on one now. Because uh, I couldn't take it. Well, the Philly Police Commissioner has apologized for the arrest of the black officers at Starbucks. Uh, he claims that, which is probably true, it's possible. He said he apologizes because at the time, he first of all endorsed it, but he said uh, he apologized because later he said that he didn't realize that Starbucks allows folks to sit in there for hours without buying anything. Oh, okay. And, and, he, and now in their defense, this is what I say. Because it is a law at most yes. places you have, you can't loiter. You can't just sit around and shoot the shit and not buy nothing. That's just the way it is. So if they're going to have that rule and Starbucks is going to allow it, they ought to put a sign on the door that says, come on in and loiter with us. Because, yeah. I mean, they should that way that everybody knows they can come in and do it or say loitering permitted or whatever the hell they want to do. That way it's not it's not a big deal. Yeah, from what I understand, though. Um, they weren't there that long. I mean, maybe 10, 15 minutes. They had just gotten back from somewhere and they were trying to decide what they wanted or they were right. waiting for somebody else. I don't know what the whole story was. Um, and most of the, from listening to the commentary and hearing some of the analysis of this, I would have to say that technically speaking, any private business, it can tell you to leave. Okay. Uh, and there's not too much that uh, you can do about it. Uh, now, obviously, it may not ethically be the right thing to do. But uh, with that being said, though, you you have to play by the same rules. And if 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 if, you, if somebody just walks in and you know, is meeting people or whatever, and uh, they're going to get kicked out, that's not that you can't run a business that way. Now, with that being said, uh, with the police there, you know, technically the law was on Starbucks side. Uh, regardless of how you want to divvy up what they should and should not do in in terms of how they want to treat customers. If those uh, people didn't buy anything uh, and they were asked to leave, they have to leave. Right. Uh, now, with that being said, if I was the police officers, I, I don't know that I would have let it escalate to the point where somebody oh. actually got put on hand. You know, if I would have been, I mean, I don't know, I wasn't there, but it seemed to me like the thing to do was just talk to the manager and talk to these guys and say, look, you guys are going to buy something or not. You right. know, and, you know, and, and just kind of work through it rather than just come in. There. I, I mean, I don't know what happened, but it just seems like it, it it got taken to a level that it didn't need to go. We've done it when I worked at Waffle House. We'd have people come in and sit down. They say, oh, I'm not getting anything yet. And then an hour later, there ain't nobody there. Now, this is extreme. They were there yeah. about, and it ain't nobody there. And I'm like, well, hey, man, you got to get something, dude. You can't just sit your ass in a chair, you know, and just not do nothing. Yeah. You know, Especially so. during a busy time. That's money. Right. Now that that table could be making money. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I am. I understand that. Right. And like I said, uh, I don't know all the ins and outs. Um, I was actually surprised there was a conservative black guy. I guess he has to be conservative to the extreme. He said, "You know, well, damn well as I do, if this would have been two white guys that got locked up, it wouldn't even make national news." Man, I possibly. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but it's probably true. 
Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not trying to make it a racial issue, but that's what a lot of people are trying to make it into on that side. So, I'm, uh, you know, uh, why not go ahead and look at the other perspective? Because that's what it's turned into now, as far as in this area. And mm-hmm. they've even got May the 29th. I think Starbucks is closing their shop to do racial bias training or some shit, I guess. I guess they're going to say, you know, how the hell do you do that? I mean, what is racial bias training? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Okay, if an African-American comes up, this is what you do. If a white American comes up, this is what you do. And if a Chinese comes up, can we not just cheat everybody fucking equally? I mean, that's probably what the goal is. I don't I know mean, how this training works, but yeah, yeah. They said that the term they use is racial bias. I'm like, what the hell is that? So, I mean, that just doesn't make it, any it should sense. Probably, it should probably be titled anti-bias. Right, right. Yes. And I'm like, that doesn't even, I mean, so they're going to, I don't know if ours is, because that where I work at is a franchise, but I guess the main corporations are going to close down on May the 29th to have training, I guess, but, you know, each his own. But I'm glad, you know, like I said, I do, it probably did escalate far more than it should have. And, you know, I've, I've been in coffee shops, and I'm not one to hang out in a coffee shop. I'm not one of those coffee shop people, but I have been in them. And I can tell you that, there was one in particular that I would always stop and uh, get coffee on my way to work. And there would be this one group of, of the, what appeared to be like semi-retired people that would get one cup of coffee and one roll and camp there the whole morning. Oh, yeah. Elderly are bad to do that. And I'm not against elderly people. Don't get me wrong. But they used to do that at Hardy's where I used to live all yeah. the time. They'd hang and out that's just as bad. Eight o'clock in the morning to noon. Just sitting there shooting the shit, and all they had was one cup of coffee. And it was, and a lot of times, some of these places, when you hit the senior citizens, it'll be a damn free cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, or even that free refill. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they're just sitting there, just shooting the shit. So, they, but they don't ever say anything because it, where I where I was at then was a small town, wasn't a big deal. But yeah, if, it, if you got a busy place, hell, you know, you got you taking up spots there, man. But. It'll all blow over. It always does. I know they're going to, they're, I don't know if they're suing or what they're doing. Hell, I don't know. Those two, the two guys that got locked up. But now this one I got to say is true to a certain degree. Uh, I saw an article where it says that Trump says nobody's been tougher on Russia than me. Now, I don't think that's the case because the reason why I say that, I think Ronald Reagan was pretty tough on Russia as far as trying to get things done. But I mean, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I don't I think that's a crock of shit. I mean, just like he thinks he's the best president besides Abraham Lincoln. But whatever. But however, I will say he has enforced sanctions. But and but at the same time, why they're saying this is because he does tweet a lot of praise to Vladimir Putin and all this about Vladimir. I don't understand it. He'll praise him one minute, and then the next day he'll be bitching at him on something. And then the next yeah, day I don't praise him. No, I don't. I don't. Know. There's something weird there. Yeah, there is something weird there. I don't understand that. It's almost like he's bipolar or something. I don't know. It's like up and down. One day he's you know he loves him, and the next minute he can't stand him. But. There, a matter of fact, they just did, uh, they were talking about more sanctions this past week. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm, from what I understand, he backed off of that. Uh, Nikki yeah. Haley, Nikki Haley said that uh, they were going to do it, and then the White House said no. Yeah, they don't want to start no shit, man. I'm telling you, they try to they try to hope this shit blows over. I'm guarantee it. Trump don't. I mean, he might want to talk a big game, but he don't want no damn. Well, he don't want no damn war like he talking about bringing. 
I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that something shouldn't be done about the chemical warfare. As I said Tuesday night, I think it should be covert. Something done quietly, because you can't allow people just to bit gassed. I'm sorry, I'm a humanitarian. I think it's wrong. You can say, that's another country. It ain't none of our damn business. Well, what if we were the country that was getting our ass gassed? You'd want somebody to help us, I would hope. Yeah. Just because we're not the ones in trouble doesn't mean we can't be the ones in trouble. We're not, yeah. like I've told people before, and I'll say it again, we're not the same fucking country we were in World War II. No way, nowhere near it. Right. We're not the big band on the block anymore. I'm not saying we're completely weak, but we're not the big dude on the block anymore. And so anything could happen to us so if we if, I, if we were going through something i would hope canada mexico somebody would help us and reach out a hand to help us out i hope they wouldn't just sit down there and go damn i hate what's happening to them but shit it ain't our country fuck them it, i don't <laughs> those two countries couldn't do a whole lot to be honest with you they might want to try right uh they it would have to be england you know it would oh, have yeah. to be the uk that would oh, be the yeah. only ones you know yeah, the Canadian military ain't the best in the world. I ain't going to argue that. That's for damn sure. I don't even know about Mexico. I know they ain't got much of one. So, yeah, it would have to be England. But, uh, yeah, I would hope somebody would come to our aid. I'm sure England would. We've always been allies with them. But, but the thing about it is, is I can't look at it as saying we can't just do nothing because it ain't our country over. That's, you know, that just don't make any damn sense. But I think it should be done smartly to where we're not trying to get everybody pissed off in the world. Right. Well, there was a guy by the name of Norber Norberto Suzini. Alrighty. He's a minor league baseball player. But on the side, he sells high-priced cars. Oh. But he met with buyers, backed out, uh, but the buyers decided to back out of the deal and wanted $30,000 of their deposit back. Well, I guess it got heated, and this Norberto Suzini was held in a hotel for ransom. It would only be released if his business partner paid the paid a ransom. <laughs> well, the partner called the police instead. Right. But, uh, you know who this uncle, his uncle was? The guy that was being held in the hotel room? No. A-Rod. <laughs> Rodriguez. That played really? For the Yankees. Yep. That was his nephew that was being held ransom. Wow. I thought that was wild. But uh, yeah, he was. They were they were holding him for ransom for six hundred thousand dollars because of a wow. bad, because of a bad Lamborghini deal. That's crazy. But uh, Exodus director William Frickton, the guy the guy that did the directed the Exodus, has got a new documentary coming out about Vatican's top Exodus. And in this documentary, they got a woman by the name of. Uh, no, not my wife, but a woman by the name of Christina, who supposedly devil-possessed, and Father Gabriella Avort, Amort, or whatever the hell his name is, has tried to exercise these demons eight times with no success, and the video documentary is going to show the ninth time. I mean, goddamn, how many times you got to do this, man? I mean, I'm sorry, it just don't make up no sense to me. Right. I mean, what I even okay. I'm just even okay. Let's cancel it all out. Let's say there. You go, we're not talking religion, but let's just say you got you believe in God, whatever the case may be. What I read 
even when Jesus did it, he didn't sit there, you know, eight day, you know, eight times, nine times, ten times. I mean, it was just done. Right. And I'm right. like, these folks are damn nine times. We got to go in there. And they're all running around on the floor, beating the shit out of one another. And I mean, I seen a clip of the video where they're screaming and hollering and all that shit. And I'm like, man, what the hell is this? Right. I said, man, there ain't no way in hell. I would even want to go something like that, man. But I guess they go on a documentary. I might check documentary out if it, if it comes on HBO or something like that, just because it'd be something to look at, get a good laugh out yeah. of. But, <laughs> but I mean, uh, this is a no-brainer. I thought it was just something to bring up. Aaron Rodgers had an interview about what he was going to do next year with the Green Bay Packers. He said, I'm going to just uh, – do my best to play my do the best of my ability to play in my position of quarterback. I'm like, okay, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all he can say. Exactly. What do you think he's going to do? Well, I'm going to pass for 4,000 yards, do 42 touchdown passes. and <laughs> You know, he's a great player, but uh, from what I heard, he's a bit of an odd guy. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard about him. But, uh. Uh, Ellie says you can't do an exorcism effectively without the church behind you, supposedly. I guess. I don't know. Uh, if I had a lot of these churches behind me, I'd just go ahead and take my chances and just be devil-possessed. <laughs> Carrie Underwood. She, uh, we go to clarify what we've talked about last time, because you sent the thing on Facebook and we found out where she had fell. And uh, got hurt. Man, if it took, it, Eagle Scout said sometimes the exorcism could take months or years. I would, uh, I would, ha if anybody that's supposed to have some authority over the devil takes months or years, I wouldn't have nothing. Nah, I wouldn't have taken nothing. I wouldn't even go to it. Yeah. But well, you just, know what? I don't have any, view. I don't have any comments on that. Well, I know you don't believe in devil possession. <laughs> and I, I mean, you know, that's all, that's all, to me, a lot of it's mental illness is my view. As yeah. a matter of fact, they have clarified the movie that was based on the Exorcist. That boy was mentally ill. That that's because it's inspired by true events to a degree, but yeah. but um, but it's about a boy, not a girl. And the boy oh. was mentally ill. He was not the devil possessed. He had mental yeah. illness. So not everything you see out there is uh, you know some kind of you know whatever hat case may be supernatural. But uh, Carrie Underwood, she fell walking her dog. And she got a scar on her lip or whatnot. And and like we mentioned, she didn't want to do a show. But, I mean, I've seen the pictures of it, man. It wasn't that damn bad. No, it wasn't. Now, who, who knows what it looked like when it first happened. That's another thing. Because it's been months, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been a while. But still, even but it's like I like what that one lady said. If that's your business and you're wanting to be a role model for girls and other people out there, you should have just done the show and said, look, shit happens. Yeah. It'll heal. Now, with a busted lip, she may not have been able to sing, though. Well, that's true. That's true. When thinking yeah. about that, that is true. But, yeah. uh, yeah, it she was might have been kind of, you know. Right, right. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play this clip of this news article real quick, then we'll talk about it and close the show. Here we go. A Louisiana woman came home to find a naked stranger in her tub, taking a bath, and eating Cheetos. 
Monroe police arrested 29-year-old Evelyn Washington for burglary and property damage. Washington told the homeowner and police that a man she didn't know told her to break into the house. Officers found a tall ice chest under a broken window. How would you like to come home to that? A naked woman that you don't know, intruder in your house, and eating the Cheetos. That's crazy. And they say they got her for property damage, and they didn't clarify what property damage was. I'm wondering if they're talking about the Cheetos. Yeah, they probably stained it tub on the floor and everything else. I can't imagine, man. I don't even, I, I just couldn't imagine. I mean, what the hell? She was taking a bath in the tub. Right, right. And eating the Cheetos. I mean, did she not? Would you still? <laughs> Ellie said, where's my bat? Yeah, she said, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, you get hit. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I don't, oh, that had to be. They ought to do a psych evaluation on that woman. She said a man oh, told her. There's, there's a problem there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said the man told her to go in there and in the, into the house. And I guess she went ahead and did it because she told him to do it. But, you know, if a man tells you to jump off, if somebody tells you to jump off a bridge, don't mean my ass is going to do it. So, that's neither here nor there. That's about all I got for today. You got anything, man? Yeah. Nope. All right. Stay cheesy. Be careful if, you, uh, if you're going to eat Cheetos in a tub. Make sure it's your tub. Uh, other than that, have a safe 420 if you celebrate it. I ain't doing squat. I'm chilling at the house. I ain't doing nothing. I'll watch a movie or something. That's about it. But uh, that's about it. But uh, y'all have a good one. We'll be back Monday night, 10 o'clock. And uh, peace out. It's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot. Buy a Ryobi OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks, and get one of over 20 select Ryobi OnePlus tools up to an $84 value free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other Ryobi tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. Ryobi Days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Vow through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. It's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot. Buy a Ryobi OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks and get one of over 20 select Ryobi OnePlus tools up to an $84 value free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other Ryobi tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. Ryobi Days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details.